On this week's episode of The Smoke Break, we talk with Step Up site supervisor and drag performer Robbie Fields about connecting with intention and having intersecting identities. Episodes drop on Spotify every Sunday after they air and Wednesdays on YouTube. And welcome to The Smoke Break. We are here every Sunday from 9 to 10 a.m. on Shady Pines Radio, as well as Pretty Dope Experience Radio. I'm your host, your old pal Zane, here with Malik Raisha. I know, I know, Malik Raisha. It'll be fine. What's popping? <sighs> we'll be fine. And our special guest, youth advocate and performer, Robbie Fields. Hello, hello, hello. How are welcome. you? Welcome. Welcome. This is uh, Malik. How do you all know each other? Uh, okay, so I know Robbie uh, <laughs> through Step Up, which is the organization we both work for. Right, right. Um, one of our past guests, Veronica, also uh, works at Step Up. We got a huge Step Up family. Yeah. Um, and previously to me, recognizing that I have mutual friends with Robbie, yes. um, we did a summer camp together. And yeah. Uh, without spending 20 minutes talking about camp because it was yeah. huge, um, I definitely started to look to Robbie for guidance, support, encouragement, and uh, just sort of being an example of a lot of things that I see myself as sure. um, thriving in that space and those spaces. And yeah. Uh, yeah. Awesome. Perfect. Well, yeah. I mean, that's, that sounds like a great introduction. I've talked <laughs> with you a little bit. You're super funny, super interesting. So I can't yeah. wait to delve into some of these topics. This week, we were actually talking about uh, connecting with people who struggle to connect. Um, which I imagine you work a lot with, uh, working with the youth. I remember when I was a youth, I did not want to be connected with uh, yeah. at all. And uh, I did not want to be reached. I did not want to be preached to. Um, so when you're when you're trying to connect with some of these students, uh, what's one of the biggest barriers you find right off the bat? Um, I, I would say just kind of speaking to uh, Malik's point and like the organization that we work for, um, we have a saying to out-love them, outlast them. Mm. And that that's super important to me because it's like we know that at times with working with young people, they're not hearing what we have to say. Mm -hmm. However, if we are still pouring into them and we're still showing them love and we still show up, yeah, it'll eventually click. Yeah. Um, and that's how, that's kind of how I feel um, in, in response to the question. It's yeah. Really, yeah. you know pouring I, into somebody and investing in something. Yeah, I think that's really important just the idea of outlove them outlast them is because like they're they may not meet you exactly where where you're at right, right. At, in that moment but right. like if you continue to consistently show up cuz I feel like in a lot of these cases these kids have been let down so it's like when you see an adult figure right. and they're just like hey I'm here for you you're like I I don't think you are, yeah. you know, and they have every reason to believe that. Yeah. And then that forces us or encourages us to then find different ways to show love to different types of people. Like you can't give everyone words of encouragement because that's right. not how they receive love. So yeah. some people, you know, you need to um, just spend time with them or some people you just need to let them like vent or whatever. Yeah. But, mm -hmm. Um, so what about you? What's what's what are some of like the initial uh, hurdles that you kind of run into with with uh, dealing with youth? I would say one of the biggest hurdles being a disconnect from the way I see the student versus how they've been conditioned to see themselves. Mm. So Damn. I'll give you an example. Ooh. This is Damn. something that came up or was starting to come up in our conversation earlier. One of my students tells me all the time, like, oh, I'm not good at math. Uh, I'm dumb or I'm mm -hmm. not smart. And I always try to redirect him and be like, well, listen, 
um, you're making music, you know, you're putting words together, yeah. you're writing your verses. There's so Those many are, more things you're good at. There's yeah. so many things you and know. it takes a high level of intelligence to comprehend those things. And so for me, um, you know, it's, it's a barrier, but it's also a really amazing challenge that I'm glad I get to be a part of, which yeah. is to help young people see the fullness of themselves. Yeah. Right. And I, I think that that's important too, is a lot, a lot of times I felt like in school, uh, because I wasn't smart at one thing, I thought that I wasn't smart, right. but I, I feel like it's really cool that you, you showcase the things that they are good at. You know, you make a point of being like, nah, you may not be great at math. That's fine. You're, you're a better rapper than everybody here. <laughs> You know what I mean? So intelligence uh, isn't your grade. It's to me, it's how do you use what you have to get what you want or what you need? Absolutely. Absolutely. Intelligence. Yeah, Yeah. absolutely. Um, So when, when you're dealing with some of these students, uh, what do you, what do you do to uh, like initially when you meet them, you know, like, do you change the way, do you try to match their energy? Do you come with your own energy and expect (laughs) them to match you? Like, you know, what's, what's kind of your approach when you're like first meeting one of these students? So I, I, my approach is honestly me. Um, Mm -hmm. And what that comes with is that that's, that's, that's a lot. I mean, Mm -hmm. I'm a lot of energy. Sure. Um, And depending on what we're doing, the vibe can change. It can go, it can escalate or it can de-escalate depending on what we're doing. Um, But I think that's a prime example of this year and, and going to camp Mm -hmm. because I got to interact with four different groups of students that had no idea who I was. Yeah. No idea. And being part of that facilitation team and like introducing you to step up and showing you what that is and how we're going to pour into you and love and support you. Mm Mm-hmm. By the end of these camps, like they know me by name. Like I was just yeah. telling Malik, um, I got to go uh, watch the football game from Roosevelt and um, McDaniel's. Yeah. And I facilitated one of um, Roosevelt's camps. Yeah. And I walk into the bleachers and all of those kids are shouting my name. Yeah. Like, so that's it's super like, dope. That's what's really cool. You were able to make that impression on them. Yeah. And that they, you know, like even though you were coming from, uh, I think something like Veronica said is like she doesn't see herself as like above them. You know, she's right. like, hey, we're like peers, you know, and yeah. like for for you to come from in a sense a leadership role, but being seeing yourself as an equal, like for them to meet you at that same place and just be like, yeah, you're one of the homies. Right. You know, you're part I, of the crew now. Absolutely. Absolutely. Oh. Um, so like when you're talking to these kids, uh, how do you how do you change the way that you may talk to them as opposed to the way you may talk to maybe somebody else? Well, yeah, I mean, you got to each each kid is different. Sure. Right. And so you really just kind of have to pour out some interest and start connecting that way. Right? Yeah. I mean, so you finding think finding out, common, common ground yeah. is really important. Absolutely. Absolutely. Was there a, was there a time where you were able to like make a breakthrough with a student through a shared interest? Uh, yeah. I mean, I was at a, I think it was my second camp. Um, and I had a human being who, you know, the reports came in that, you know, you know, they were expelled 32 times and all our stuff. And, and so we're like, okay, cool. Like yeah. this, this is the person we need. Right. Yeah. Um, and we get into a portion of where we're starting to share things about ourselves and they, sh- it's their turn and it got really quiet and then he just broke. And so I had to, ex- like we went into a separate room and mm-hmm. he just started to like pour into all of the things and the traumas that he has endured. Yeah. Um, and then just checking in with that person, like, 
that was the first time they had ever really cried. Cried, especially mm. in, in front of other people. Like crying is already a vulnerable thing, but in right. front of other people. like and I don't even been... know you. Yeah. I have no idea who you are. I've met you Friday. This is Saturday night. Yeah, yeah. What? Yeah. That's crazy. No, and I, I think that, you know, being able to be supportive of somebody like when they're in that moment, because that is, that's incredibly vulnerable, especially, I assume they were black, no. No, they weren't. No. It was a white kid. Yes. Oh my goodness. Oh my goodness. Well, I was, I was going to say in the yes. black community, like being emotional and stuff like that is already a difficult thing, but like I'm, I'm assuming they were male, right? Yes. Okay. So at least in the male community, that's a d- very difficult, you oh, know, yeah. crying in front of people. Like right. I don't even cry, let alone in front of other people. Right. So yeah, that's, that's, I think that's really, so what, what do you think allowed him that space to, to feel as though he could share that? Do you think it was somebody else sharing and him being like, they said that, man, I can say this. Um, I, I, I truly believe that they were comfortable in w- the willingness to share. And I don't think they were willingness to share in front of everyone. Mm. I think me taking them outside yeah. and them just connecting you know, like, with me. Yeah. It was, yeah. It was exactly. So, uh, how do you facilitate some of that comfort, um, to, to allow somebody to feel like, Hey, I can tell this person anything. I mean, you just you you really have to just lean into your authentic self and just show them that, you know, you are here to support them. Yeah. I'm being this. my most authentic self, therefore you can do the same. Yes. Yes. Gotcha. Gotcha. What about you? What do you do to like kind of facilitate comfort when uh somebody's talking to you? Specifically, like if we look at students, because I think I, I do have two very different uh, approaches for like my peers and my students. Mm-hmm. Um, but if we look at the students specifically, cause that's the one that's more intentional. If I'm being honest, right. sure. um, it's a lot of, I'm not sitting you down to be like, let's work through your stuff. I'm just going to, I'm going to sit next to you. Maybe we'll play a game of Uno. Mm-hmm. Um, I'll ask you how, how was your weekend? You know, how was your night? Whatever. Is there yeah. anything you want to share? And if that space is taken, you know, I'll show up for that yeah. without really giving a whole bunch of input, just supporting them, letting them talk about what they need to talk about. Right. Yeah. Recognizing that, like, I'll give you a quick example. A student is mad because their parent didn't want to let her have a boy spend the night. And so she just like did it anyway, I guess. <laughs> Um, so, <laughs> <laughs> um, wow. so the thing is like in my head, listening to her vent about this, I'm like, girl, you're you are wrong. 14 years old yeah, and you're sneaking right. who knows who right. know, four in the morning in your mama's house. Yeah. But it just looks like, oh, wow. You know, I can imagine for you that must feel like yeah. you're not trusted or whatever. Yeah, yeah. They, they don't see you as an equal or yeah, yeah. But I think that's really important that even though you didn't agree with it, you were able to validate her in her experience. Mm-hmm. Right. Right. Yeah, because yeah, it's not about me knowing better, being the adult. It's like, oh, it sucks that you're going through that. Yeah. I'm not your parent, so I'm not finna just be like, yeah, what your parents said. Yeah. Right. And sometimes it's just like you, they are just wanting to vent. Mm-hmm. And when that space arises, it's like, do you want feedback from me or are you just wanting to vent? Yeah, yeah, yeah. And like, I think that that's where you are. Absolutely. No. And that's, so. that's a really important thing to like to, to set up and communicate like right off the bat, as soon as somebody starts venting is just like, do you want me to listen or do you want advice? Right. You know, like, are you, are you, what are you looking for? Cause I don't want you to be looking for advice and me just nodding my head along or me giving advice when you're just trying to get it off your chest. Right. 
because yeah um and something that like i've 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 put a lot of thought into is uh like i feel like in a lot of circumstances when somebody's like opening up there's like three things that you can do right you can either relate validate or extrapolate right you can either be like hey i've had a similar experience i have compassion for that or you can validate, which is, you know, I haven't been through that, but that sounds like it's really difficult. Right. Or you can extrapolate and be like, I have no idea what any of this is like. Please tell me more about it. You know, and most people, at least in my experience, are looking for one of those three things. And I think it's really important. And I was talking with somebody else about this earlier is that relate is not the most important one. No, it is not the most important one because everybody's, oh, I've been through that. So like, I mean, yeah. I got through it. So like, why didn't you, you know, what I, and it's so obnoxious. Right. It's so obnoxious. We don't want everybody to relate with every experience, but validate. at the very least, we want to validate. Validate is yeah. where. Because then it can the take one. away from your story. Like if I'm telling you right now, like, oh, I actually have a fear of microphones. Oh, I also yeah. have a fear of microphones. Exactly. And now I'm going to talk about my fear of microphones. Exactly. Right. Exactly. Yeah. Validation allows the conversation to be, still be centered on them. So, right. yeah, I think that's I don't know, a little thing I was kicking around. Yeah. Um, I, I would have to agree with that. Yeah. 100%. Because, yeah, yeah I, I, in a lot of situations, like, I may not want validation. I may not want, you know, you to relate, but I definitely want somebody to ask more questions, you know, because that's, mm. that's the thing that nobody does. They're just like, oh, wow. And you're like, so do you want me to talk more, talk less? Like, am I, have I said too much? Do I need to say more? Like, or they'll just assume it's like a really negative thing. So you might bring something up like, oh, I'm going through a breakup. And it's like, ooh, that sucks. Like, I'm so sorry. But I just, I mean, I just learned something new. I'm like, you said that, like, I wanted to be asked more questions. Mm -hmm. Like, in working with kids, you don't think like that. Mm -hmm. And so when you said that, I was like, Ah, so maybe sometimes just you know pushing that boundary a little bit more and yeah. asking a few yeah, more questions just follow up questions well i feel like we all want to tell our story but we're just not sure how much of it wants to be listened to you yeah. know so if you give somebody the space they can either say no i'm not comfortable sharing that or they can have been given the space to speak more on something mm. and there's a lot of stuff that like i feel like i don't think about until somebody asks me a specific question i'm like huh what was i thinking in that moment how mm. did i feel what was my reaction to the world what was my reaction inside so okay. yeah awesome well, Cool. I appreciate you guys uh, chopping it up with me. Um, So we're going to take a real quick commercial break and we'll be right back with the smoke break. We're here every Sunday from 9 to 10 a.m. on Shady Pines Radio as well as Pretty Dope Experience Radio. Wednesday evenings at 9 p.m. Come explore the spaces between friends. DJ 1017 takes you into a universe unlike any other. From Pink Floyd to the Flaming Lips and anything else interstellar. The spaces between friends with DJ 1017. Wednesday nights at 9 p.m. Come explore with us here on Shady Pines Radio. And we are back with the smoke break. We're here every Sunday from 9 to 10 a.m. on Shady Pines Radio as well as Pretty Dope Experience Radio. I'm your host, your old pal Zane, here with Malik Rayshon. What's poppin'? And Robbie Fields. Hello, hello. Look at that. Second time. Got it. <laughs> Nailed it. Um, so on this section, I actually wanted to talk a little bit about the topic of being in a leadership role uh, with intersecting identities. Yeah. Um, so you are a, an advocate, um, but you also identify as? 
queer, um, black. Yeah. White. White. Okay, gotcha, gotcha. <laughs> one of those I would be ashamed of. Uh, right. <laughs> and it's not the one everyone thinks. You know, but it is, it is what it is. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Um, a father. Yeah, yeah. You know. Um, and so, honestly, to be in a leadership role with all of those identities. Yeah. Um, this has been, like, the first place I have truly been my authentic self 100 percent. that's amazing um and this is also my first place where i have been able to demonstrate that leadership yeah i feel like i've always had it yeah um but for one reason or another yeah white supremacy um um, there was a reason i you know i didn't get the job for one reason yeah yeah Um, and so interviewing for this job and actually getting it and being able to display that leadership, yeah, and its most authentic self, I think people. I think what worried me is the queer identity mm-hmm. and how that is viewed mm-hmm. from adult to children. Mm-hmm. Um, but really, the process of going through camp, like they love me regardless. Yeah, mm-hmm. exactly. And I think that's got to be really reaffirming way for you. Past they, they like yeah. They, we know it's there, yeah. but there's so much more to you than that. Yeah. Yeah. And that's, and I think that's an importance, honestly, like, because like I grew up, my mom was a lesbian. So it was like, I had been like, I'd interacted with the the queer world in a sense, but like, I still had all these preconceived notions, right. you know, um, uh, about like, you know, about gay men. Right. But it, it really, I think is important to almost, you know, put them in that space so they can be like, Oh, this isn't a bad thing. This isn't a weird thing. Like this person is the same as me, regardless of how they identify. Right. You know? So I think that's, that's really cool that you were able to find a place where your identities are not just respected, but like, celebrated yeah they're you know? embraced 100 absolutely absolutely how do you think that's kind of helped uh with your work as far as uh feeling genuinely authentically yourself do you think that because you feel your most authentic self you can give your most authentic self to the job absolutely um you know my job as a leader is really to prepare the other folks to take my position. That's mm-hmm. what that's what I'm looking for. Yeah. I want to set like Willy Wonka. Up. You know what I mean? I want to <laughs> set you up for success. I'm giving you the tools so yeah. when the time is ready for me to move on or whatever that looks like, yeah. you're ready. Yeah. Um and so that's that's literally my job. And and so just kind of wrapping folks around like everybody has something to work on. Everybody has something to mm-hmm. work on, right? Um but it's it's really giving you an opportunity to connect and really start looking within, yeah, um, and figuring out some things that are like deeper than just the work aspect. I mean, you really, you really are um, challenged in so many different ways, and it's not always about just the work because you carry a lot of secondhand trauma being mm-hmm. in leadership. Yeah. I have to, you know, schmooze over the parents. I have to make sure the advocates mm-hmm. are good. I got to make sure admin administration's good. Yeah. And then I have my own leadership that I have to make sure is good. So you carry a lot. Yeah. But you also get rewarded a lot. Yeah. And it may not always seem, you know, as an advocate, you are connected with the student. You are direct service. And I think that's the one piece that I do miss is being in direct 
in being that person that they come to. Yeah. But it's also good to see that I can still uh, be in that role. Right. And make connection. Yeah, absolutely. Well, and I think it's really important, you know, just for for the sake of like you being your most authentic self, like being able to show up as that and represent for people in that community, you know, it's like it's proof that yeah, we can we can do this just as well as anybody else. Yes. You know, like we need that representation, yes. you know. And and then another purpose is it's like I want any person of color, anybody who identifies as a person of color mm-hmm. to understand that you too can be in these positions. Mm. Yeah. That's in, that's important. Exactly. It's important that people of color are seen in leadership roles yeah. and are at the table making decisions. Yeah. Was this something uh just needing to see that representation? How much uh did that affect your decision to want to go to step up? Was that like something that you came into the space with? Be, did being in the space help you find that? What was that like for you? Um no, I think for me, it was I I was looking for the opportunity to have a leadership role. Mm-hmm. Um, coming from case management, I have done that 10 plus years. And so when I moved here to Portland, that was the first job that I could get. And I remember telling my supervisor, like, you're going to get a bare minimum of like a year and a half. <laughs> because I, I have plans. I appreciate the honesty. <laughs> I have plans for myself. Like, you're going to get a year and a half, if not, if minimum a year. Mm-hmm. Like, yeah, that's what I can offer you. The half right is now. if you're on good behavior, right? Right. <laughs> so, um, you know, I was interviewing with some processes and at that organization, and um, it didn't work. Um, and so, at the same time, this job kind of popped up on my newsfeed, and I was like, "Oh, we'll see what happens." And you know, I had two two interviews, and it was like, "Okay, game time." Mm-hmm. This this is the time, and I rem- and like last year was always for me personally. It was like okay, let me just show them what I got. Yeah. Now it's more so like I'm settled in, and I understand more of what my role is. And now it's more. I, now I'm ready to build folks. Yeah, ready absolutely. To build them. Um, That's dope. That's dope. Uh, Amanda in the chat said uh, she, she couldn't make it here today, but Aww. she is in the chat. She says, uh, "Hell yes, representation is so important." Um, and I, I can definitely say that, like, uh, I, I appreciate what she does and like for 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 women in comedy. You know, yeah. it's it's if you hear the same thing from the same people, you're going to come up with the same answers. Right. You know, like the people who aren't experiencing our plight aren't going to know how to fix our problems. You right. know, so it's like it's up to us to experience that and then use it to boost whoever is coming after us. Yeah. Yeah, no, that's really awesome. Um, so as far as like being um being a leader, like what do you what do you find difficult as far as uh talking to maybe your uh fellow employees, like, you know, the other advocates and trying to get everybody on board the same page, you know? You know, everybody um everybody learns different. Everybody um takes in information differently. Mm-hmm. Um and so it's literally just about learning the individuals that you're working with. Yeah. And understanding what they're needing. Yeah. Okay. Because yeah. I can say this is what you need to do. And yeah. I've and I and I've learned that. Like I can be like <laughs> and okay, that never works. <laughs> right. Here are the things. And I'm like, why are they like what, yeah. I gave you the book. How is this so easy? Like, you know, this is so easy. But it's like, no, a lot of people just learn differently. Yeah. Um, and you just have to set them up. What are you needing to be successful? Yeah. Have you ever and I know this is something that I'm sure a lot of people in general in leadership positions have experienced, but I'm curious if 
Um, I take you as a very kind and lenient person when <laughs> when need be or when that's comfortable. Yes. Um, yeah. Has that ever been like taken advantage of? Yeah. Um. Yes. Personal I would say or yes. I would say yes. Only because we were still in a COVID mentality, um, and a lot of grace was given. And I remember just kind of reflecting on that one situation, like, okay, you you gave way too much, more actually more than enough, mm-hmm. um, and it still didn't play out in a in in a good win. So it's just like, okay, now you have to hone that in. And just as I have been expressed and set the tone of accountability on for me and what I'm bringing to the table. Mm-hmm. I'm also going to hold you accountable. Yeah. Right. Yeah. You, you know, so it's like a shared, a mutual shared agreement. Yeah. You know, um, and so there are times where we need to be a little lax on certain things and be lenient and um, just to kind of support a situation. Yeah, absolutely. However. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Too much of a good thing. <laughs> right. Mm-hmm. You know, um, we don't want to just kind of get into a groove of just like not doing things. So. Yeah. Yeah. No, definitely. Um, and had you worked in like leadership positions before? Was this something that you had kind of got come into with this program? Uh, this is something that I've come into with this program. I feel like I've, like I said, I've always you've felt had the like skills, I had the skills to yeah. lead. Um, but yeah, this is the first time that I've been able, um, really given a position of leadership and, um, making decisions that are tough. Yeah, um, yeah. And sometimes it's not always good. Yeah. Well, um, I'm curious, like, as far as like the intersectionality goes, like, do you feel like there's a lot more students that you're able to connect with because of those differences? Absolutely. Um, I feel like being able to open and share some of that with them, Mm -hmm. um, you know, when it's necessary, um, really just opens up so many questions and, and, and maybe, they're going through some things, yeah, right? Absolutely. Um, that I mean, I wish I wish like... there was an older queer per, black queer person for me to talk to when right. I was in school, right? You know what I mean? Because I'd be like, "Oh, hey, cool! Like this isn't weird. This isn't strange. This isn't right. you know what I mean? I can like, it's it, being able to see yourself, uh, I guess, represented in just any fashion. It like it's it makes it that much easier to connect. Yeah. And when somebody's authentic like you have been, I think it just makes it that much easier. Yeah, and you know, you know, folks feel like, oh, you know, I have questions about being trans throw them at me like i have experience in that area too like so feel free to you know like it's it's you just allow yourself to be open they will like really start start to open themselves yeah yeah what qualities robbie would you say uh naturally should a person have if they're considering uh being in a leadership position like a site soup like what, or maybe is there certain qualities where it's like if you have this quality don't yeah. if you apply. don't have patience uh <laughs> don't work with kids right. <laughs> right right um well i mean that's really i mean if you don't have patience <laughs> that's number one <laughs> which i don't <laughs> if you do and and it's like you know um because yeah you have you have to be you have to be patient with a lot of people mm-hmm a lot of people. Um, and I think qualities that you would need to be a site soup or just in leadership in general. Um, 
I would say accountability. Accountability. Right? Um, if we're able to own our shit, we can move on. Yep. So so much quicker. Um I would all ooh, I would also have to say. Mm, I don't want to rag on nobody. Um <laughs> get him. Get him. Shots fired. Do it, Robbie. I don't want to rag on nobody, but I would say <laughs> The butt is the, the best butt. part. <laughs> <laughs> the butt is you would definitely have to have um, some type of organizational skill. Like, you know, we have three emails. Mm. The communicate, like there's so many ways to communicate. There's mm. so many ways to transfer information. Really having that like streamline and organize. Yeah, it, organizational. It, I mean, if you're going to be in charge of people and telling them that they need to get stuff done in order, you need to know what order <laughs> they need to do it in. Right. That makes that makes sense. <laughs> <laughs> um, and I think the the biggest thing is connecting with folks. Yeah. Like you can't really. Right now, we're moving into a day and age where we can't. We this you do this and I'm above you doesn't really yeah, work. No, nobody connects with that. Nobody <laughs> right? connects with that. Right. So being able to connect with everyone that you work with, yeah. doesn't matter where they sit on the yeah, totem pole. Absolutely. Like if they feel heard and things are moving, like you get so much more done. Yeah, absolutely. And I think that that's, that's a really important point to kind of bring back. It's just like, yeah, the, the value of connection with yeah. just people in general is the thing that allows things to either happen or continue to happen. So, and when connection is the intention too, regardless of the space it's in, it's going to create like a really warm and safe and like welcoming environment. Right. And so I really, I really value that piece specifically yeah yeah excellent dope well we're gonna take a real quick commercial break and we'll be right back with the smoke break we're here every sunday from 9 to 10 a.m on shady pines radio as well as pretty dope experience radio patches come here boy i love patches and that's why i love patch dog hey dad were you calling me no i was calling the dog patches yes father oh not you honey patch dog makes custom iron-on embroidery patches i can give them my design and in a couple weeks i've got custom patches they can be of my daughter patches my son patches jr or even my dog patches yes dad Uh, no no that's patches my wife i'm just making a commercial and because patch dog loves you so much use the code spr10 for a 10 percent discount and you know they've got that free domestic shipping for more information check out patch.dog and fall in love with patches like me did you yes dear no i'm making a commercial for patch dog And we are back with a smoke break. I'm your host, your old pal Zane, here with Zane Thomas. That's me here with Malik Rayshon, dude. It's been fun. Zane struggling. Today. I'm struggling today. You're introducing the last one. Um, this might be the last one. Um, Malik Rayshon, Robbie Fields. What's up? We hello, made hello. it. This has been chaos, but it's also our 60th episode. So <gasps> come on, celebrate! Why? You guys give us a gift? episode. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Give us, give us a like, a follow, a share, a subscribe. Go follow us on Spotify. Go yes. follow us on YouTube. Do I'll take a bag of talkies. Yeah, absolutely. Fuego. Bruh. Our question this week for the joke break is going to be, what's one part of yourself that you want others to see? Second part. (laughs) (laughs) 
<laughs> if you're not watching, Robbie just lost it. Uh, and what's one part of yourself that you prefer they not? Um, Can we talk about last week? No, no, we cannot talk about last week. Uh, now I want to know. Yeah, uh, better listen to the smoke break. I'll oh, send okay. you the link. Yeah, 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 it's it's a fun episode. Okay. Um, so, what's one part of yourself that uh, you want others to see? Can I go first? Shoot. Um, I want people to see more of the very like sensitive side of me specifically if i like look at my students i think a lot of times i'm forced to as like a foot soldier you know at mcdaniel step up to kind of really enforce a lot of things that um it, you kind of need to be around for a little bit to mm -hmm. understand like oh this is the exact expectation whatever and so just in that i try to i don't know show that I'm a human and you know, mm. I'm, I have right. flaws. Sometimes I'm going to get triggered, but it's super important to be able to pull back and be like, Oh, like that wasn't my yeah. best moment. Yeah. Right. So you just want to be seen for your humanity. I, well, I want to show my humanity because okay. it's, it's not as much about what they're seeing. It's what I'm showing because yeah. if I'm showing it and it's genuinely that, that is what they'll see. Yeah. They might not receive it exactly how I want them to. Right. Um, but for the most part, I just, I want to be vulnerable. I don't want to be another adult. Mm. I don't want to be a dis discipline. Just another robot. That's just, yeah. uh, I'm yes. doing the work and the work is fine. Exactly. Right. I, right. Want, I just want to be, you know, a safe space and yeah. someone that they feel comfortable around. Yeah. Absolutely. I mean, I, I'd have to piggyback off of that because honestly, it's like, I mean, speaking for myself, it's, you know, it's been a, it's been a journey, sure. right? And I feel like a lot of the time um, on this journey, there was some I, mis, I was misguided, right? Mm -hmm. And in that, I've really found that like me just being able to be vulnerable and be looked at as a human who makes mistakes, yes. but also can pick themselves up and continue to move forward and understand where they have made the mistake. Mm -hmm. If more people could catch on. Mm -hmm. <laughs> yeah. Right. Um, and so, yeah, I, I would think that was something that I would want folks to see is just yeah, humanity that, that we're humanity. Mm -hmm. Well, I, I feel like it's like whether it's performing, whether it's going to work, like they need somebody to show up and do the thing, right? You know, so like right. in so many instances, it doesn't matter if you're sad about what happened at home. It doesn't matter if you're sad about what happened when you were younger. That doesn't matter. I need you to show up, flip these burgers and leave. You know yeah. what I mean? And it's like <laughs> so many jobs are just like show up, be the person. I, I need you to smile on this register. I don't care mm -hmm. what's going on. Right. So, um, yeah, I think that that's definitely is it, it sounds like and I would probably say just, yeah, very similar need um, is that, yeah, like most of the time we just want to feel like we can be authentic without it being held against us. Yes. Or judgment. You know? Yeah. Yeah. Zane, I wonder as an entertainer, do you ever feel like your full self is, a, is a, especially allowed or not as allowed mm, like when you're performing? Mm. Oh, beautiful question. Beautiful question. Um, so for me, it's a little bit of both. They want my authentic self right. if it's uh, digestible. Mm. Yes. If you if you have uh, a dark joke or a mental health joke or you have something along those lines and you haven't quite worked it out yet, 
they don't want it to be authentic in the sense of like, oh, you know, I'm really glad you shared that. It's they want it to be funny. They want it to be in a rat. You know, they want it to to come across as entertainment mm-hmm. before it comes as authenticity. I guess uh, it's not about you as the artist. It's about them getting the entertainment yeah. that they're addicted to. Yeah, 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 yeah. I definitely. What about you? Like as an entertainer, are you are you allowed to be sad while you're <laughs> performing? Um. I actually had that experience okay. um, recently. Okay. Uh, I had took some time off from performing because mm-hmm. I had some camp stuff to do and it was just way too much. Right. Um, and then the show that I actually returned, um, I was in the middle of my performance. It was a happy number. It was an mm. upbeat number. Um, it was the song Happy by Pharrell. <laughs> no. no. <laughs> everything should have been going right. I, right. Everything should have been going right. But it was just the emotion of being reconnected in that space mm. that I just yeah. started crying. Yeah. Um, and the audience just let me have that moment. Wow. And folks and folks who were around understood what yeah. that moment was about. Yes. And again, it's about the vulnerability piece. Yeah. Like in that moment, that's what I had to give you. And you yeah. received it. Like yeah. you understood. Well, and I, I think that that's, that's really, I really like that you brought up that story because I've found that like on the days where I'm really, I feel disconnected from myself, therefore disconnected from my art. The thing that reconnects me with the audience is being honest about being disconnected. Yeah. You know, like if you're, if you are struggling, don't show up and be like, yeah, man, everything's good. And I'm, I'm like, not that sad. And I'm just mm-hmm. about to do all my, cause like I've, I've done comedy sad. I've done rap sad and my <laughs> rap is already sad. So if I'm sad doing the rap, it gets real real pathetic and and i've showed up in those spaces trying to pull myself out of that mood not being able to and then coming across as fake or just disconnected but i feel like really when you just allow yourself to connect with the audience and just be like hey man you ever go to work and not want to be there even though you love your job that's me right now all right like let's have as much fun as we can but like i i need you to know that like part of me didn't want to be here but i still showed up oh yeah and folks need that too because there's this weird veil between like audience and entertainer yeah as if like we're a different creature entirely with completely different needs or whatever but it's like i actually feel like poop today Mm -hmm. i'm gonna let that be known Mm -hmm. and i'm not gonna sit here and act like otherwise Mm -hmm. and i struggle with that sometimes i'm very introverted i like my my peace and my quiet and I'll show up to work and it's like, oh, hey, good morning. Mm-hmm. I'm like, yo, it's 9.30. It's 9.30. Give me two hours. Yeah. yeah. See, yeah. and that's just learning people. Like, that's, yeah. that's the type of energy that I'm bringing. Yeah, yeah. But if I know that's not like the Malik energy, like, yeah. I gotta show up for him a little yeah. bit differently. And well, then I would add too, because that's your energy, it's more likely for people to feed off that just by mm-hmm. you having that energy. Mm-hmm. So I might yeah. need 30 minutes instead of an hour. Right. Yeah, right. Exactly. No, definitely. Um, so in regards uh, to the rest of the question, what's the one part of hmm. yourself that you prefer they not uh, see? Mine, I'm gonna answer right now. Anger. Ooh. Anger. Ooh. Oh, I hate it. I hate it. I hate that it's something that I feel. I hate that it's something that I outwardly show. I hate that it affects everybody around me. Anger is the one thing that I wish that I could just put, just bury it. You know, why are you mean? mad, bro? 
Yeah, for real, for real. I mean, honestly, I haven't been like upset as I have been lately, but I do deal with bipolar. Mm -hmm. So it's when I get angry, I get like so extremely angry and I can't like get out of that mood. And it's like, it's, it's like I'm stuck, you know? And the the problem is, is that it goes from like a high mood to a low mood. So I'm just like, I could be having a blast, something gets said, and then I'm just in a bad mood for the rest of the night. And, and I don't just, I'm not secretly mad. I'm very like, you can look on my face and be like, he's not having a good day. And I, I wish that that was something that other people didn't see. And, you know, I wish it's something I saw less of in myself. Was there a time where maybe you didn't understand that part of yourself or you didn't know that that was a thing and it was like, what's happening? Yeah. I mean, I would definitely say that like before I understood that I had bipolar, like I just thought that I was upset about stupid stuff. Mm-hmm. You know, I'm just like, why did I get upset about that? It's not that big of a deal, but I let it ruin my night, you right. know? And, but I definitely say like getting diagnosed has allowed me to have more compassion for my anger. And it's really made me understand that like anger is something that is trying to show you something, you know, like it's telling you that things are not the way that you would like to be like them to be. And you either need to communicate that you're upset or you need to communicate that you'd like them to be better. But either way, you got to say something. Yeah. That brings me to what I was going to ask you, which is like, can anger exist in a healthy way? And what is that like for you? Absolutely. Absolutely. Yeah, I think so. Um, What it looks like for me, I would say... Uh, being able to walk away. I think being upset is not the problem. It's being able to walk away and come Turn back it, to it yeah. at, in a better headspace. Mm. Emphasis on the coming back, too. Oh, I'm yeah, yeah. You walking up. away, anybody the can do that. Yeah. Yeah. I'm yeah, real good at that part. <laughs> yeah, walking away, I do that all day. <laughs> <laughs> it's the follow-up. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah. So what about you? What's something that you'd like uh, to be less <sighs> less seen? Um, I don't. So again, this less about being seen because I I try not to value that as much, but I mm-hmm. don't want to be seeing myself as like the hopeless romantic mm. who's kind of just throwing myself in different directions with different people and it's like, mm-hmm. well, I hope this will be good. Or I hope that will be good. Or, you know, we have nothing in common, but whatever. They're hot. <laughs> um, I, I don't want to be someone that's like always looking for a relationship or always open to a relationship and always available to that because what happens is that I put so much value um, on the potential of that space that there's so much value right in front of me at right. home yeah. mm-hmm. here in the studio, like everywhere I go at work, but I'm thinking, you know, about my boo or whatever, yeah. whatever it is that I'm thinking about. And I just... Like I really want like my priorities goes like music at the top family. I know it's terrible. Um, (laughs) And then every list that is my list (laughs) for now, I'll say. Um, And when I'm in a relationship, then that kind of jumps to the top regardless of anything else. Yeah. And that doesn't feel good. Uh, In hindsight, it doesn't feel good in the moment. It kind of does. Yeah. But there will always be downtime within those moments where I'm like, huh, there was like four other things I was supposed to do today, but I'm getting my cuddles. It's all yeah, good. Yeah, yeah. Um, so yeah. I just I don't want to do that anymore. I don't want to be that. I, I don't want to be putting more energy into the potential of a relationship than the current trajectory of a whole creative career. Yeah, right. absolutely. No, I like that. Yeah. I that's I um I can definitely um 
I don't know. I, I guess like I, I, I can relate with you in just like a small sense about the like getting wrapped up in a relationship. You know, like I've decided it's something I don't have space for, but that's only because like I don't have time for myself. Like I'm not going to wrap anybody else up in this so that I can give you my half ass attention while I'm trying to write a comedy set, write jokes, write music and then, you know, do a podcast. Like I, I'm just I'm going to neglect it. And I that's not fair to you. Right? I knew I should have yeah. swiped left. Yeah. yeah, yeah. <laughs> Goddamn. Is that what my notification was? Uh, <laughs> right. So what about you? What's uh, what's something that you you wish wasn't seen as much? The color of my skin. Mm. Yeah. Yeah. Definitely. Definitely. Is that, that and that's I think that's really hard to say out loud. Yeah. Um, and just kind of hearing myself say that is yeah. like a little hurtful. Yeah. Um, but it's the honest truth. Like yeah. No, yeah. I mean, I can definitely, like, I guess in my situation, like, I wish that there was times that, like, it was, it was a, it was a non-factor, you right. know, but it's, it is so much a factor. Like, I walk into a grocery store and they're, like, looking at me like I'm going to steal. Mm-hmm. And it's All like, I have an Afro. Mm-hmm. You realize how hard it would be for me to get away with this with an Afro? Right. You can know what I mean? tell us about a moment where your skin color was the basis for a very like inappropriate interaction, something that's like really, really stuck out to you. Yeah. Well, it kind of just happened. Um, and it's, it's, it's funny to me, but, um, I just recently moved into a new place. Mm-hmm. And Congratulations. so thank you. Thank you. And so my first place of my, on my own. Hey, yo, congratulations um, for yes. real. So I, I'm like moving in. Of course, I'm the new person. I, I don't really know anybody in the neighborhood. And uh, one of the neighbors, like, she's like walking her dog and we make eye contact. She's white. Runs upstairs and mm-hmm. slams the door and closes the door and makes and lock and I hear her lock. So you can hear extra. the lock. And I, I hate like, when you hear the lock. It's like, yo, come on. I was like, little old me for real. Like, wow. Yeah, yeah. And it was mm-hmm. like it. It made me. It like it happened, and it just made me laugh. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. I was like, you're really afraid of this. <laughs> This little fairy here, you're like you, <laughs> you really have no idea who I am. Yeah, yeah. Like we could be best friends. Absolutely, absolutely. But it's just off that basis, the first thing that they That's see, the first, the first thing. thing they judge. Like I'm like, like I'm trying to attack her. I'm like, girl, I have yeah. handful of stuff. Like, I yeah. can't. I'm, ca- I'm carrying my drag stuff. I'm like trying you realize to get into that my space. Right like, <laughs> Do you yeah. ever have the thought, either of you? And this is something that's came up for me. Obviously, not something I honor, but it's like, well, if you're looking at me like I'm crazy, you know, like. I might as well just do that. Like yeah, everyone's going to yeah. expect me to wild out. Like why yeah. would I just do I've that? definitely gotten There's angry no like that where I'm just like, yeah. yo, if you're going to see me as a monster, I might as well be a monster. And I just say that to say like our perception of people and like the expectations we put them we put on them can actually affect the way oh, that absolutely. they show up. Absolutely. Yeah. yeah. I mean, if you're, if you're going to assume that like, I'm going to, you know, if you're going to assume I'm going to be violent in a traffic stop, you yeah. know what I mean? Like what's, what's the point of me even, you know what I mean? Trying to, to prove that wrong or I'm exactly. trying to prove it so wrong in another direction that like now I'm giving away parts of myself so mm-hmm. I can fit into a box. It right. kind of reminds me of this experiment I watch where it's, we always see stories like, Oh, this celebrity like went crazy and the yeah. paparazzi, whatever. And so they just went up to normal people and just put a camera in their face and you just watch how angry yeah. they get. Right. And it's yeah. like, oh, right. look at these people mad on camera. Yeah. And they never like, tell you what leads up to them yeah. going off. Yeah, right. absolutely. Exactly. It just makes me think of Britney and I'm just mm, going to leave yeah. her. 
Mm. <laughs> well, on that note, <laughs> we are going to take a real quick commercial break and we'll be right back with the smoke break. We're here every Sunday from 9 to 10 a.m. on Shady Pines Radio as well as Pretty Dope Experience Radio. We captured the taste and sound only here on Open Country. Sundays, noon to one, with your host, Anti Vandal. Folk music with Anti Vandal. We captured the taste and sound on this open country. Noon to one, Sundays, with your host, Anti Vandal. Here on Shady Pines Radio. are back with a smoke break we're here every sunday from 9 to 10 a.m on shady pines radio as well as pretty dope experience radio i'm your host your old pal zane here with malik rayshon what's poppin and robbie fields how you doing how you doing thank you so much all right so this is the last part of the smoke break one of my favorite parts of the smoke break what it. are you excited for robbie what's going on what am i excited for i think like i like i mentioned i just moved into my own space yes so that's like starting over like yeah. completely over okay. um and so refurnishing decorating wow. making it mine yeah. is what i'm looking forward to. absolutely absolutely yeah. i think getting a new space and making that space feel like home are like right. it's just it's super important it's super important to be able to after the craziness of the world right be able to come home and be like this is mine i this made this if it's a mess it's because uh, i made it a yeah. mess yeah. you know what i mean well, and i don't have the, to answer to nobody yep. Ooh, yep. what's <laughs> the one thing that you feel like it's not home without this one thing a working toilet. <laughs> right. right, right. <laughs> um, I actually would say it's not home without a space where my crystals are, mm. where they need to go. Okay. Um, you have a crystal space? Yeah. How big like, is the crystal space? Uh, is this an altar? Is this it a, has, is it's this a little a, altar right okay, now. Okay. Um, but, you know, we're diving into that a little bit more. Sure. Um, and so I think that for me has been a space of... Um, being able to refill my cup and re, you know reload yeah. on energy, yeah. Um, and so I think that's not home without having that space. Yeah, definitely. Yeah. I think did having. You, go ahead. Uh, did you grow up um, having that connection to like a, the idea of a sacred space? How did you? No, that's. I think that's more of. Um, I didn't grow up that way, but I think that has been part of my journey mm. for me. That I need to have a sacred space and yes. and and the work that we do and like I said the things that we hold I need to come to a sacred space and just absolutely well I mean the the space where we recharge especially when we're showing up for other people almost right. constantly you know whether you're an advocate or you're a performer you're showing up for other people you right. need that one space that you can turn around and be like cool I'm just gonna chill like right. even if I'm just sitting next to these crystals I feel recharged mm-hmm. you know what I mean. Yeah. Um, yeah. No, I think that's that's really important. What about what's 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 the thing that makes it a home for you? Is it a studio? The studio. Uh, yeah. It was a studio. Yeah. I knew it was a studio. Yeah. I knew what I wanted. To you ask. already know, <laughs> and that'll lead me into what I'm excited for. Um, All right. Yeah. Tell it, Robbie. Did you say everything you had to yeah, say? Yeah, I'm good. Okay. So, um, I'm excited for credit. Credit. Mm, credit. credit. Am I excited for my own credit? Hell no. <laughs> <laughs> I'm excited for my beautiful white grandma's credit yes. um, i'm getting to sort of 
understand different benefits to having different identities. Yes. Recognizing mm. that being part white is a privilege that I can tap into you in sure different can. ways. Yes. yes. Not obviously not everyone that's white has credit. Right. My white experience. <laughs> I get credit <laughs> or grandma gets credit. Uh, grandma gets credit for having credit. Uh, right. So so how that is relevant to me um, in the studio, mm. uh, I have a space in my apartment where I make music and whatever type of creative stuff I want. Um, and it's very much like it's a working space, but mm. it is not by any means a professional space. Mm. Right. Um, there's a lot of things I want to do that I can't do in that space yet. But. Because of grandma's credit. credit. Grandma credit. Um, I did a huge order. I'm not oh, going to say how much. Order. Because we going to rob you. Order. <laughs> I'm not trying to get robbed. But I hey, spent... Watch out for those Amazons. He's got, he's got grandma money. So he's he's <laughs> wild. He's wild trucks is coming. Yeah. Um, so I, just, I mean, everything from microphones to furniture right. and other Solid. hardware stuff. That's I'm huge. super excited about it because yeah. I've always like, I see myself as a one-stop shop for any type of thing that you want to create. Okay. Anything with audio, anything with video, whatever. Um, and so grandma's credit is now helping me really streamline that process. Like it would take years to right. save as much money as I need to get all the things that I need in yeah. that space. Yeah. So we just streamline in that puppy. And yeah. what does your apartment complex think about this? Like, you, oh, they, I, mean, I mean, welcome. <laughs> so that's a great question. Oh, what do they think? You're, you're actually supposed, and I pray they're not watching this. I'm sure they're not. But you're supposed to like, if you have an instrument, you have to essentially get it registered as if it's a pet. You have to pay, like your instrument has to pay rent. This is why. It's, it's, I'm this so serious. Wild. Your your instrument has your to pay instrument. rent. But a sampler is not officially recognized as an instrument. Jesus. Spe what a studio monitors. Weird Studio monitors found. are not officially registered that's the world as we live an in. instrument. Yeah, that's right. That's right. So if it's some <laughs> if it's some BS copyright laws, I'm gonna exploit whatever I can to right. do Absolutely. what I do with the music. So until they come knocking on my door telling me I can't, <laughs> sure, is it's that the registered? belly of the beast. Okay. <laughs> Boom. Um there it is. So yeah, I mean, and it's it's not even anything crazy. Uh I don't I'm not the one who's like going to be... <laughs> I'm not the one who's gonna be bumping all night long, you know. But you yeah. might hear me uh, sing. You might hear me yell a little bit here and there. Yeah. Mm -hmm. um, and I, I'm just gonna be doing it on some higher quality stuff. And there'll be some different stuff tacked on the walls. But landlord, if you got beef with me, come knock on my door. We can talk about come it. Come knocking. Doom, doom, doom. I'm the one who knocks. <laughs> I'm your landlord. <laughs> <laughs> All right, what am I excited for? What are you excited for, Zane? What are you excited for? I just want to let you have that moment. Uh, no, you just let me sit in it. I was just like, Amanda would save me. Uh, Amanda, come back. Um, <laughs> what am I excited for? So um, I actually uh, had a really good set recently, and then in that same week I recorded a new song. I'm waiting on getting it mixed and mastered. Uh, I'm going to put a little few finishing touches on it if they'll let me, but it's it's I haven't released new music in months. Yeah, okay. like since the beginning of the year. 
years. So I'm really excited to actually. And then after this, I was actually going to talk to Philip. There you are, Philip, right in the camera. I was going to talk to talk to him about uh, recording a, a song real quick. And you guys should come down to Bang Studio Lab if you guys want to do some recording as well. This podcast yeah. area, it's all. I mean, come check it out. It's a sweet spot. Look we're going to get backdrop. we're going to get a new backdrop. We're going to get a new backdrop. You know, this is fire. for me and Des. This is for me and Des. The new backdrop is actually just a giant cutout of Robbie's face. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> get into it. Get into it. Sponsored by Robbie. Um, but yeah, so I actually, I'm, I've got like a bunch of new uh, songs. I showed you that one on the way over. Um, it's really good. No cap. Yeah, uh, no, I appreciate it. So yeah, I'm I'm excited to just uh, keep working in creative spaces and and, and creating, you know, and, and meeting right. other creatives. You know, yeah. I had not met you before this, and I'm very glad that I have. Yeah, I've 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 seen you on posters, like I said, I've seen your face on posters. Um, I made it. I'm on posters. <laughs> I'm on posters. You on flyers. You yep. out there. Um, but yeah, it's it's been a great time, just kind of just hanging out and yeah, absolutely, absolutely. No, it's the the philosophy for the podcast is very much so. Like, I know I don't know everything, but I can learn something from everyone, right. and I I want to find out what that is. You know, Malik brought you here for a reason, and it's because he believes that there's something you have to share with us and our audience. Absolutely. So yeah, absolutely. it's it's very a lot to offer, Robbie. Yeah. yeah. Uh, as soon as I seen your face next to Amanda, I was like, oh, duh, <laughs> <laughs> duh. Thanks, um, Amanda. <laughs> Yeah, yeah, I hear. I wanted you to uh, tell Robbie where you got the name The Smoke Break. Because I remember when you told me, I was like, ooh, that kind of messed me up in like a really good way. Yeah, yeah. So it comes a lot just from, I feel like some of my best uh, conversations just come from when you're standing outside just riffing. It's basically like for smokers, you can go outside and there's probably like five other smokers out there, right? Right, right? And you can sit there and you can do your disgusting habit by yourself, not talk to anybody. And go inside. Or you can make a friend. You can ask them what they're excited for. Right. And that's where a lot of that question comes from is just because I want to know what makes people light up. If I ask you how you're doing, you can just be like, uh, I'm okay. not good. Probably not good. Right. You right. know? But if I ask you what you're excited for, that's a positive reinforcement of like, oh, what am I looking forward to? Zane just got me with another one. Y'all. Boom. Boom. <laughs> boom. <laughs> I think that is so valuable because how much of our time is just spent being in spaces with people. I mean, if you look but not at interacting, it, but not interacting right. on a very objective level, we're just always in a space with people. So why not use that space yeah. and connect and learn something yeah. and share something, maybe teach something. Right. Yeah. Yeah. Right. You know, it's, it's an opportunity, like you said, to connect, to be vulnerable, to, you know, to, to walk up to a stranger and be like, Hey, I don't know your story, but I got five minutes. Let's figure it out. <laughs> You know what I mean? <laughs> yeah, absolutely, absolutely. Is it weird that I thought you were gonna say, "I don't know your story, but I got five on it." It's <laughs> <laughs> a great way to start a conversation, uh, right? Yeah, right. Yeah. One thing I did want to ask is, where can we find your music? So my music, you can actually find on Spotify. Uh, I think it's like, released all platforms. Um, so, but it's just under Zane Thomas, Z A N E T H O M A S. There you go. Um, you can check it out. Chance to start again, and then this this new song will hopefully be coming out by like middle of next month. I, every time I said a date, I'm always wrong. There was there was a period of like I don't know, it was like five episodes of me being like, "Yo, out this week." All right, just I just need one more week, two more weeks. All right, this week is. <laughs> Ridiculous, ridiculous i just be like it's out when it's ready right yeah and i'll let you know ready. yep mm-hmm. yep um i'm curious though do you have any creative outlets that uh keep you busy when you're when you finally get away from work uh yeah i mean i, ha- I have a huge passion for dance um that's dance? kind of will you teach me how to dance <laughs> i got you i <laughs> please, got you please, please, um, but yeah that's a huge um outlet for me um 
what I need to release. Yeah. Um, but yeah, um, outside of that, um, yeah, I am a drag performer. Um, and I've really kind of put a word on it. I couldn't really figure out, but I'm more of an, an, an androgynous perform- performer, okay. so to yeah. speak. Yeah, yeah. Um, so yeah I'm and you also tra- identify as non-binary correct, correct? Yeah, yeah yeah so that's that's perfect so i'm kind of transitioning in that yeah. that way um and yeah i mean performing is is an outlet it, yeah it's, um, absolutely absolutely i could be in a space um but providing entertainment and smiles on other people's yeah, faces while being your most authentic self mm-hmm. helps so much absolutely absolutely well hey i appreciate you talking with us yeah it was i had a blast i had a blast thank you for having all right malik let's wrap this up you ready i'm ready my seatbelt on it. robbie is your seatbelt on do yeah it. all right cool so this has been the smoke break we are here every sunday from 9 to 10 a.m on shady pines radio as well as pretty dope experience radio um follow us on spotify check us out on youtube we've been getting a lot of youtube views so i, I feel like it's just because my YouTube. hair is amazing yeah uh, and, and malik it's is my just hair handsome <laughs> so, uh, okay i'll yeah, take, yeah. give it to him give it to yeah, the boys yeah so yeah i appreciate you guys hanging out um we will be back next week with another episode and uh, other than that thank you guys so much for hanging out we will see you next week 